Life real estate investing. I should have helped you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on 893 Good afternoon. I am Vina Jones Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, where this week, as every week, we're putting folks just like you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. And thanks to the 60 listeners now who are fans of Real Life Real Estate Investing, official fans by virtue of having gone to realliferealestateradio.com and signed up there to get our weekly notifications about our guest, our topic, what's going on. Plus, there's now downloads of the last 11 radio programs there at realliferealestateradio.com and uh, so if you've missed an episode of Real Life Real Estate or you just want to burn yourself a CD so that you can have it permanently, have my melodious voice permanently talking to you in your car, you can go to our fan site, realliferealestateradio.com, and sign up, and it will all be good. The Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati has its first meeting of 2009 tomorrow night. That's Thursday night at the CAC building in the Swifton Commons at the corner of Reading and Seymour. It's a great first of the year meeting for those of you who still remember your New Year's resolutions from a mere two weeks ago. This will be a great chance for you to uh, jump in there and start uh, making them happen because the early meeting with Jim Shapiro and Jerry Fink is all about how to create a business plan in real estate that works. In other words, if you're kind of flailing around wondering how many houses you can reasonably buy and what the best exit strategy for you is, the early meeting at six o'clock is all about how to to make those decisions and put together something that you're actually going to be able to follow. The main meeting is with national expert Justin Ryan, and it's called When Fear Dies, Investing Comes Alive. Justin is a very successful investor uh, who uh, was financially independent before he was 30 years old and who believes, as I do, that understanding how to buy and finance and negotiate and manage and sell real estate is only half the battle. The other half of the battle is getting over yourself and just being able to do it. Tomorrow night's RIA meeting is guest night, which means not only does everybody attend free, but we encourage all members and guests to bring anyone that they know who is into the whole real estate investing thing. You will be welcomed with open arms. There's more information at 859-292-REIA or at CincinnatiRIA.com. My guest today on Real Life Real Estate Investing is Justin Ryan. Uh, Justin, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, is a lifelong real estate investor who was financially free at the age of 29. He is a high-volume foreclosure investor. He currently has 57 active files. That means he's got 57 deals in the works right at this very minute. He's the author of Making Hard Cash in a Soft Real Estate Market, and he's here today to tell us how he overcame the fear and was able to do what he did. Joining us by phone is Justin Ryan. Justin, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. State. Hi. How good are evening. You? Good to be here. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, good that you're coming coming on down here to educate Cincinnati RIA members tomorrow. Absolutely. Uh, but for those of our listeners who are scattered across the country and don't have the benefit of 
being able to see you live, this is a good chance to find out what you know and find out about your fear destruction system. I certainly want to invite all of our listeners to contact us right now at 772-9658 or 877-772-9658 or via our website at askvina.com with any questions they have about what we're going to talk about. Uh, Justin, uh, first thing, I mean, we're going to get to this whole how do I... How do I quiet that that voice in my head that's screaming and yelling, I'm going to screw this up and I can't do it and the world's going to collapse and I'm going to make an offer and it's going to result in me dying somehow. And let, 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 we'll get to that. But but let's talk first about, about you and what you have done in the real estate business. Absolutely. Yeah, my story, as you know, Vina, is a pretty simple one. I've been investing in real estate essentially forever, just like you, but... Uh, it started out in a very simple way because I was raised by uh, two landlord parents in the business. And I didn't really realize what was happening in the early days. I hated the way that my parents raised me because they asked me to do things that were uncomfortable, things that were outside my comfort zone. I was screening tenants when I was 14 years old, and I hated every minute of it <laughs> uh, at the time that it was happening. But uh, when I turned about 25, I looked back on what had happened uh, for the prior 10 years of my life, and I realized that they had been doing things uh, exactly right. Um, and with those early years, I couldn't have possibly gotten uh, to where I got today if I hadn't have gone through uh, all of that stuff. So I started out as a landlord, uh, and I switched gears after a little while to some more advanced levels uh, of real estate investing, but I could never have gotten... Uh, to those advanced levels if I hadn't gotten my feet wet. Uh, and that's exactly what our topic of discussion for today and tomorrow evening uh, at the club is all about. Because as you know, uh, there are so many people uh, in today's market that want to get started investing in real estate. And that's exactly the right attitude to have because the opportunities that are out there right now, I have not seen opportunities like this in my entire career. Uh, it's the perfect time to get started as a real estate investor, but uh, so many people have a lot of hesitation, a lot of fear, uh, and there's really no reason for that fear except that people don't know how to get through that fear uh, and get started because, as you and I both know, uh, the most difficult part of real estate investing is simply getting started. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. After you've done your very first transaction, those barriers of fear, they start to tumble away. Um, it just gets easier and easier, and a new reality uh, is born for every person who gets started, uh, which is why all of us just have to find a way uh, to crack through that initial fear and get started uh, on their very first transaction, and obviously that's our purpose tonight. Well, Justin, I want to I want to challenge you a little bit on something that you just said. Uh, right. I, I understood what you were what you were getting at, but. Uh, uh, I, I, I could I could picture myself being a, a scared listener and misinterpreting it a little bit. You said there's absolutely no reason to be afraid. And of course, the um, media is telling people exactly the opposite. You know, you're that right. you're, they're, they're saying the real estate market is like the worst it's been since the mm-hmm. Great Depression and it's all right. terrible and there's no money and there's nobody to buy houses. I mean, you you, you listen to the, the, the same news reports I do, I'm sure. Oh, yes. So why is it that you say, despite what everyone else is saying, that there's no reason to be afraid? That That's a very good question. And you're absolutely right. The, 
the news media is just prolific with the fact that uh, it's a horrible time uh, to be in real estate. Uh, the reason why I said a moment ago that uh, there is no reason to be afraid, obviously that comes from uh, the lips of someone who's been doing this for a long time and understands exactly what's going on, and that's the perspective that we need to look at things from, because you're right, if you listen exclusively uh, to the news media, you'll think that there's absolutely no reason to be in real estate, uh, but the exact opposite of true. Uh, down markets is where opportunity is created. Uh, all real estate veterans know uh, that more money and opportunity is always contained in a down market than it is in an up market. Uh, in an up real estate market, it's actually very difficult to find real estate bargains because the market's appreciating. Uh, optimism is at its absolute height. And it's actually very difficult to find real estate bargains. Uh, it's much easier to find real estate bargains uh, in a down market and add just the right types of properties uh, to your portfolio. Obviously, in a down market, we also want to use detailed risk management uh, to protect those real estate investments uh, so that we're protected from any risks as we do move forward uh, and take the right type of conservative action uh, as real estate investors. And obviously, we can get into that a little bit tonight, uh, what a conservative investment consists of for those of us who do like conservative real estate investing and how to really bulletproof your real estate investment, even in a down real estate market so that you're protected now. Uh, and in the decades as we move forward. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Justin, we need to take a quick break. I want to invite all of our listeners who have questions or comments about fear, fear destruction, the real estate market, to give us a call at 772-9658 or 877-772-9658 or contact us via askvina.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Justin Ryan, creator of the Fear Destruction System. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the thing we all really should have started with while we were at, at the bookstore buying all those books on how to invest in real estate and then not doing anything about it because it was just too scary. If we'd have just started with the fear destruction system, gotten that out of the way, we would have been fine with everything else. And uh, there's just, there, I mean, there's nobody in the world. I grew up in a real estate family. My dad bought, you know, millions of dollars worth of real estate before I ever got into the business. And I was still afraid when I first got started. You know, it's just, it's not, it's not you. It's normal, everybody. If you'd like to talk to Justin, give us a call at 772-9658 or 877-772-9658 or send us an email. Just go to askvina.com and uh, we will receive that hopefully here in the studio, hopefully fairly quickly. Um, okay, so so Justin, you, you were saying that your parents pushed you a little harder than you were really comfortable with at that age <laughs> at the at the age at which they were making you do this stuff that seemed pointless and embarrassing yes. yes how how did that become though sort of the basis for your attitude about fear destruction you know it's very interesting how it, it developed Vina, because i didn't realize what was happening at the time it wasn't until my mother years later asked me during a dinner party one night 
what did we do as parents that helped you succeed? And I asked her, do you want me to actually create a list? And she said, yes. <laughs> I said, okay, no problem. So I started, since I'm an analytical type of guy, I started thinking about exactly what they did. And it dawned on me that they did one thing consistently over and over again. Uh, they forced me to do things that were uncomfortable for me in a safe environment where no results were expected, exactly mm -hmm. what they did over and over again. Uh, for example, uh, they would teach me how to screen tenants on the telephone or how to analyze a property. Uh, no results were expected while I was practicing. That's absolutely critical because a lot of people, when they first get started in a new activity, they're frantically expecting positive results immediately. And when we don't get those positive results immediately, uh, our self-confidence goes way down into the gutter and then we stop practicing. Well, new skills are only born with practice, and we're only motivated to keep practicing as if we have no expectations in the early days of our practice. One of my favorite quotes is that one that says, expectation is the death of serenity. <laughs> uh, it's very true. <laughs> uh, we can only build these new skills that get us through the fear and into action is if we're willing to do the things that absolutely terrify us uh, in a safe environment without expecting any sort of positive result, because what happens after a while is what used to be scary uh, is no longer scary. When I first started speaking, I practiced my public speaking uh, in front of my family where nobody cared how good or bad I was. And then after a while, I became bored with that, and boredom tells you something. It tells you that you're ready for the next level, and if you listen very closely, uh, boredom will even speak to you. Uh, so when you get bored with something, it means you're ready for uh, that next level. And I stretch my comfort zone daily in just very peculiar uh, type of ways. I met a gentleman uh, when I was a very young man who had a very dynamic personality, and at the time I was just a very shy guy. Uh, and I asked him, this dynamic personality that you have, how did you get it? He said, you know what, Justin? It all started from smiling at strangers. That's all I started doing uh, in the early days of becoming the true me, because most people, they don't smile at strangers. They just look in the opposite direction. So what I started to do is just take little sort of baby steps outside my comfort zone uh, on a daily basis with respect to whatever skill set uh, I wanted to build and just sort of stepped it up from there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and some let's 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 give some some specific examples because okay. uh, you know the 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 typical new investor piles all this stuff on their own heads mm -hmm. and 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 okay we got to admit that part of that is the fault of the whole real estate education system. You go to association meetings. Like I was at, I was at one in uh, Washington to, uh, mm -hmm. two days ago. Great little group, Washington Rhea. And before I went on, the president got up on the front of the room and he was doing this thing where people would hand him deals that they had for sale and he would talk about, you know, this one is worth three twenty five and this guy's got an under contract for ninety and you can buy it for one twenty five and what a great deal he's gonna make thirty five thousand dollars. And you know, that was awesome, it was very motivating. Except for the new investors Yes. Sitting in the room, going, "Wait a minute! I don't understand how how did he how did he get a three hundred twenty five thousand dollars property for ninety thousand? He's going to make thirty five thousand dollars. Holy cow! That's half what I make in an entire year. I'm never going to be able to do that. And 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 people are going to expect me to have a deal that good as my very first deal. And they're 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 
heaping this stuff on their own heads. This yes. <laughs> this, this expectation uh, that that yeah, every deal is going to be a hit it out of the ballpark. You know, every offer is going to get accepted. Uh, you know, the gurus who are who are selling product are often uh, not maybe consciously, but they're delivering the message that you know, hey, if you're not making as much money as I am, you're an idiot. You know, mm-hmm. something's wrong with you. Right. But but now you're saying, okay, go go do this stuff without the expectation that you're going to make all this money that was the reason that you wanted to do it in the first place. So how how do I practice going out and doing this scary stuff without having all these voices in my head saying, this has to work, this has to work? That, that's, a, that's a great question, Bina, and that the best example of that that I have ever found uh, is a student of mine named Ron. He had the exact same fear. He was a brand-new investor. One thing that the business has taught me is that there's a lot of opportunity in lead generation because if you're able to generate leads, you're able to wholesale and all sorts of opportunities spring from lead generation. You can refer qualified leads to realtors and earn a referral. There's all sorts of opportunity uh, that springs from lead generation. And getting good at lead generation, it's a fantastic way for a new real estate investor to begin because you can get paid without investing a single dime of your own money by earning wholesaling or referral fees, for example. But a lot of people, as you know, are terrified of lead generation. Cold calling on the telephone, Mm -hmm. uh, door knocking on the doors of strangers out there, it's an absolutely terrifying experience. Uh, So one of the best ways I've found to crack through that fear to practice the lead generation in a safe environment where absolutely no results are expected whatsoever. Uh, This particular student, Ron, was from Michigan, so I asked him, Ron, where is an area in our country that you never want to buy real estate? And he said, I'm never going to buy real estate in New Mexico. I said, okay, no problem. What you're going to do is you're going to take this script that I gave to him. Tomorrow morning, you're going to start dialing numbers at random in New Mexico and walk through this script on the telephone. The reason why he dialed properties in New Mexico and not in Michigan is because he had no expectation of ever buying a property in New Mexico. So therefore, no results were expected inside his own head, and he could entirely relax as he practiced this new skill set. He made about 140 phone calls out in New Mexico, and he all of a sudden found a fantastic real estate lead, and he got very frustrated. And at that moment, he said, you know what? I'm done with this practice stuff, and I'm moving to the real thing. <laughs> and it was at that moment, Bina, that he began uh, his cold calls prospecting in Michigan uh, for the very first time. And he told me he literally never would have dialed the phone in Michigan to find deals if he hadn't gone through uh, that fear destruction type of practice making the Me- New Mexico phone calls. Uh, so that's a very good example of how we can literally build a brand-new skill set in a safe environment uh, where results are not expected and then transition that brand new skill into the real environment and get results from it. And I'd like to I'd like to give another example that I've done with, mm-hmm. with my students in the past, and then I'll give you a third example that my partner Drew has done with people. Um, the big, uh, one of the big fears that, that, that people seem to have a very difficult time getting over is, yeah, okay, I've got the seller on the phone, I'm sitting here with pen and paper running my numbers and the price I can offer is half yep. of what he's asking. And mm-hmm. I just I just won't say that number because he's going to get insulted and it's never going to work and he's going to get mad. And you know, my experience has been 100% of the time when I don't make an offer, I don't get an acceptance. 100% mm-hmm. of the time. 
across the board, doesn't matter who I'm talking to. And I've been doing this for many years. And trust me, this is just the way it is. So I have assigned students to uh, go through the Sunday paper in their hometown, pick out every listing that's not with a real estate agent because it doesn't do any good to do this with a real estate agent. Call the seller, have a nice conversation with them, ask them about their property, ask them why they're selling, ask them all the questions that you'd usually ask, and then ask them what they want for their house. And whatever they say, offer them half of that. And I say, you're going to get turned down every time you open your mouth. Because these are, these are retail sellers advertising in the Sunday paper. I, I do not expect you to buy a property. I actually expect you to get yelled at a few times. You know, just do it for the practice of dividing whatever they're asking in half and, and, and offering it. And then, of course, you know, every every third time I do this, the student calls and says, somebody just said yes on my 25th call. What do I do now? Um, so so I mean, if you think about it that way, if you think about it as I'm not doing this to buy a house, I'm doing it because Vina was, said I needed to do it in order to learn that people don't climb through the phone and bite my head off when I offer That's them exactly half price. Right. Uh, and then, of course, my partner, Drew, who always takes things one step too far, uh, has assigned students before to go to work for a week in a telemarketing company so that mm. you can really experience rejection. Oh, yes. You know, cold, cold, cold call about magazines or about you know putting advertisements on the back of re- cash register tapes. And by the time you've made your 200th phone call and been hung up on 198 times, you, you just don't care anymore. That's absolutely right. <laughs> it's all about baby steps. Uh, door knocking works exactly the same way. You know, a lot of people are absolutely terrified of the idea of generating leads via door knocking. If it's too difficult to actually talk the first time you go door knocking, instead just knock on the door and hand the person an item of value during the Fourth of July holiday. It could be a flag, for example, and then just walk away. <laughs> that's, your, that's your very first baby step. And it's all about just getting through the baby steps because after you've done... Enough of the baby steps, like the one you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. after you've done enough of those, you eventually reach what I call the plateau of boredom, (laughs) and you become bored. And being bored is so powerful at that moment because it means you're ready for the next step. It's just step by step until you get to that new level. Yep, yep. So very true. And one of the the problems with uh, new investors who do put all this pressure on themselves to to make the first deal a great deal make mm-hmm. every deal work is that that's just not the reality of what we do no i mean i you know i i've been doing this for i don't even want to say how long cuz people won't be able to calculate my age a long time though and um i still get turned down literally 20 times as often as i get a yes and i yes. i think i think i'm pretty good and i still get turned down no. 20 times as often as i get a yes yes so you know just get used to it. Uh, you're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. My guest today is Justin Ryan. We're talking about how to get past the fear and to get on with your real estate career. So call us with your particular fear. What is it that's stopping you from having the real estate investment business that you really want? 772-9658 or 877-772-9658 or send us an email by going to askvina.com. Hey kids, it's Mr. Drew. Until you go to realliferealestate.com, I'm going to sit here and continue to tease this kitten. That's right. That's right. The feather gets you. The feather gets you, but you don't get the feather. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is 
Justin Ryan, and he is the speaker at tomorrow night's Real Estate Investor Asso- Real Estate Investors Association of Greater Cincinnati Whew, meeting. It's like it's like I haven't said that ten bazillion times already. It's like the very first time. You can get more information about that meeting at CincinnatiRia.com or at 859-292-RIA. Everyone is welcome to that meeting. The early meeting starts at 6 o'clock. Justin will be on about 7.30 and has a whole hour and a half prepared presentation about how to how to get past this stuff. And if you want to talk about this stuff, 772-9658-877-772-9658. Or I just discovered that we actually have an email address that doesn't require you to go to the website. So if you have one of those fancy schmancy phones that you can send an email from, you can send it to askvina at gmail.com. That's A-S-K-V, like in Victor, E-N-A, at gmail.com. And send us questions that way. And uh, I want to recognize our newest fans on the Real Life Real Estate Radio site. We've actually picked up four since the beginning of the program. Justin, you just you're just attracting them like crazy. Uh, Ed, Kevin, Anera from Cincinnati, Sarah, Laura from LA, Charles from South Jersey, Heinrich from London, and Jan from Los Angeles, and. Uh, special shout out to Laura Hahn, who's apparently been telling all her friends about the show because Charles and Heinrich and Jan are all uh, friends of Laura's as well. So yay, Laura. Spread the word. RealLifeRealEstateRadio.com if you would like to become a fan. Uh, Justin, um, so your fear destruction system mm-hmm. basically has to do with finding ways to do what you got to do anyway but in a a non-threatening and, and really sort of fun way i mean if Absolutely. you if you if you pitch it to yourself right uh c- calling sellers in new mexico and offering them half of their price for their house could be kind of fun yes uh, a whole lot more fun than thinking oh if i don't get this offer accepted my life is gonna come to a screeching halt which just is never true you're absolutely right. That's, yep. that's a very key element to it, uh, having fun with it, because all of us as human beings, every single darn last one of us, it's easier for us to do something that we dislike if we're having fun while we do it, every single one of us. Now, a lot of us don't think that that's possible, but it actually is possible if you allow yourself to have fun uh, while journeying outside of your comfort zone. And the way that I trained myself to do that is I did just that. I allowed myself to be uncomfortable uh, while doing fun types of things. For example, I was at the movie theater about four weeks ago. We got there early, and the entire crowd had nothing to do before the movie started. So I decided to just sort of practice my public speaking <laughs> right there in front of this group of people. Uh, in the movie theater uh, for no other purpose than stretching myself because the thought of it was terrifying and that meant that I had to go ahead and do it. <laughs> uh, I was at the uh, the mall during the holidays and I got to the mall early. I came out, I had done my shopping and everybody was looking for a parking spot. I happened to have the parking spot right up near the front that everybody wanted. I decided to stand at the bumper of my car and literally sell my parking spot to the first person that wanted it. <laughs> Not for the $5 I was asking, but for the purpose of being uncomfortable <laughs> and having fun at the same time. 
And I've done things like that for years, Vina, as you know, just walking through everyday life, because what that allows me to do is to stretch my comfort zone and grow my confidence during everyday life as we walk through it. Because something interesting happens after a while, you develop this level of confidence during everyday life that transitions into every one of your professional skills. That confidence that I built during everyday life, it transferred into calling sellers, prospecting for new leads, it transferred into every professional skill uh, that I use today, and I literally couldn't be where I am without it. So I encourage people to do goofy stuff like that as often as possible, because it literally does grow your level of confidence as a human being, and that benefits you in, in every way you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, Justin, we we did just receive a an email from Lisa in Columbus who okay. says she agrees with you that this is a great time to invest in real estate, and she has, but her challenge is in regards to finding private money. She says, okay. when I am trying to find private money and I think they may be sold on the deal, how do I respond to this question? You might be able to find a good tenant today, but tomorrow they could lose their job in this economy, and you may not be able to find another good tenant right away. Okay. Uh, I don't know. And this, remember, this question is coming from a private lender. This isn't Lisa asking herself the question. This is okay. a third person asking Lisa the question. She says, I don't know what to say because it is becoming a concern with all the layoffs being announced. If the economy continues to go south, is there something to really be concerned about? Heck, I'm worried about my job now. On the other hand, it could be a good thing, and maybe I'll have to force myself to try wholesaling. Yeah, good attitude, Lisa. That's right. Um, okay, so so this isn't this isn't Lisa's fear. This is the fear of somebody who's been watching too much television and seems to think that if people don't have jobs, they don't need roofs over their head or something. I I I, I don't know, you know how how they don't follow this logic out to the point of realizing that the demand for housing is kind of inelastic. But um, how would you respond to this? Absolutely. It's a valid concern. You know, job growth or the lack thereof, it certainly impacts a person's ability to afford a certain level of real estate. Uh, The way that I mitigate that risk in my own portfolio is because I'm from Michigan where job loss is at an absolute high. So what I do to combat that particular risk, it's all about buying the property right and being able to rent the property you have chosen at a level of rent that is significantly below market value. That's the key to the entire thing, because if a particular property happens to rent for $1,200 a month, you know that 995 a month is an absolute bargain. Uh, it doesn't matter if job growth is in the gutter. There will be someone to grab that bargain, because as you said, demand for housing is inelastic, and people absolutely love bargains. So the way that you mitigate that risk is simply by buying right and being able to offer a very competitive level of market rent. I always price my rentals at below market value uh, and make sure that it's a top-notch piece of real estate for the price that I'm charging, because if you do it that way, uh, you will always have a tenant and your properties will always be uh, filled and with low vacancy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, another another thing to just sort of look at, look at in sort of the macro housing economy is, Lisa, I, I, I seriously doubt you're buying half million dollar houses in Columbus, Ohio. I assume you're buying 50,000, 60,000, 100,000 dollar houses. In other words, the low middle end of what properties sell for. And what happens when the economy does really go into collapse is that the high end 
of the housing market is hurt. People who used to live in a half million dollar house can't afford to anymore. So they move into a $300,000 house and those people move into a $200,000 house. And by the time you get into the kind of properties we're generally dealing with as real estate investors, you've got more demand in a bad economy. I mean, you know, people people will always have to have a roof over their heads, whether or not they are living where they ideally would like to live. So uh, what we have seen here in Cincinnati, and I assume it's the same in Columbus and all over the country from what I'm hearing, is that it is the low-end housing where the rents are increasing a lot because <clears throat> because people are... Yes, they're tumbling down the pyramid from where they would ideally like to live to where they can afford to live. But when you get down into that bottom, those bottom rungs, um, you're always going to have high demand. Yeah, that's, that is absolutely true. Because affordable housing, there's always a lot of demand for it because we just sort of open up the floodgates and a lot more people can fit into that particular category. On that note, you know, people ask me all the time right now, Vina, what, what am I buying right now? What types of opportunities in our real estate world seem to be the best to me. Uh, and obviously, that's there's a different answer to that question for every person. But what I have seen consistently in my own market is just a flood of bank-owned REOs uh, where we can get bargains like we have not been able to get for the last decade. My criteria is similar to what you mentioned a moment ago where I'm buying a property for about $50,000 as my total cost, fully repaired at 50000 I like that type of property to rent for about 900 a month, what my numbers typically look like. And that price-to-rent ratio always creates a positive spread of at least $300 per month positive cash flow after all expenses. So it puts me in a situation where I am really protected from risk and there's a tremendous upside because if I ever had to cut my rent, I can cut it by one or $200 a month and I'm still positive. Mm-hmm. So it's all about focusing on the right type of conservative product, as you stated, in the right price category. And we are protected moving forward and our profit is built in in advance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not only built in in advance, you're looking at a worst, worst, worst case scenario, and it still works. That's right. You can't can't get more conservative than that. This isn't 2005 when people were buying pre-construction properties for full price in places like Phoenix and Miami uh, and crossing their fingers that properties continued to appreciate at 35% a year forever and ever and ever as if that, you know, could could really have happened. I mean, now we're buying it 50% under current market, Mm -hmm. not not what the market was, what it is right now. And uh, again, as the prices have dropped and dropped, the um, rents have not. That's right. And and even if they do, you've got your life set up so that you're still good. So absolutely right. You know, it doesn't help everybody, Justin, to really sit and contemplate the worst, worst case scenario. But there, there are some people that I deal with that they're just so negative about everything. You know, they say, I say, um, they say, I don't want to make an offer because what if I offer too much? And I say, okay, well, what happens if you offer too much? And they say, well, you know, one thing is, I guess I could uh, get out of the deal under my inspection contingency. The other thing, though, is that, you know, what if the, what if the seller gets really mad and he sues me? I say, okay, so what is the worst case scenario if he sues me? Well, he could win and get a judgment for a million dollars against me. Okay, and if that happens, then what? Well, then I'd have to declare bankruptcy. Okay, what's going to happen if you 
don't do anything. Well, I'm probably going to have to declare bankruptcy. <laughs> you know, their their, yep. their worst case scenario for what's going to go wrong in their real estate career is not worse than what their lives are right now. You are exactly right, and and Vina, that is the type of analysis that allows people to actually come to grips with their fears. Because when they boil it down, what happens if? What happens if? What everybody realizes is everything that they were afraid of is simply emotion and there's no reality associated with it. When we get the emotion out of the way, we can deal with reality. As all of us know, when emotion and logic overlap for us as human beings, emotion always makes the decision rather than logic making the decision. So we have to do the exact type of analysis that you just did, which allows us to get rid of the emotion and deal exclusively with the logic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the it's it's funny how we we often observe that uh, a lot of a lot of uh, engineering and financial type people are drawn to real estate. There's a there's yes. a, there's a bigger group of engineers and CPAs and that sort of person uh, who are successful in real estate than just if you took like how many of those folks are out in the general public. Uh, I think I've always thought that one of the reasons for that is that those folks are trained to look at the numbers. They're trained to look at things logically and rationally and not get into the emotion of what if, what if, what if. So, Absolutely. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing, 772-9658 or 877-772-9658 are the numbers to call with any questions that you have for Justin Ryan, or you can send us an email by going to askvina at gmail.com. Wow. So all of our listeners here in the Midwest need to be aware that it's pipe freezing weather. We're going to get down into those sorts of temperatures where you want to make absolutely sure that if you've got any vacancies that haven't been winterized, you've got the heat on, like, go check now, because it's going to, I know it's a big pain in the rear, but come on, you don't want to get a call tomorrow from the neighbor saying, you know, there's like a flood coming out from your basement. Very expensive stuff. Uh, You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Justin Ryan. We're talking about his fear destruction system because I just know so many overeducated, underachieving real estate investors who can quote chapter and verse on any strategy you want to name. They can like, you know, they could teach a class on how to invest in real estate from all of the daggone education they've spent money on, and yet they've never made an offer. And, yep. and and they sit around and wonder, you know, why this is like, like oh, I need another class because then I'll feel really confident. Now, now, the problem is there's too much emphasis in the real estate education field on the techniques and the strategies and not enough on the human beings who are naturally going to be anxious about trying something new and yep. who are especially going to be anxious about trying something new that they perceive as being risky. So, Justin, based on your work over the years with various real estate investors, how long does it usually take for someone to implement these fear destruction techniques and actually get past it and start doing something productive? That's a, that's a great question. From my experience, it can actually be done in a very rapid period of time, about 90 days, if a person really jumps into what. Uh, and goes after it, uh, and one of the best ways for doing that, from my experience, I take a college intern just about every semester, and their internship lasts three months, and I always ask them, uh, 
at the end of the internship what was the most valuable portion of it for them. And they always say that I got to do things in a hands-on fashion with you watching my mistakes and correcting me as I go. And that's exactly how we get through our fears and get into action. You made a, a very good point a moment ago where you stated that there are so many people that in our society believe that they can read 17 books and then upon reading the 17 books flawlessly execute a real estate transaction. <laughs> Obviously, that's not how it works. The only way we can get good at something in life, the only way uh, is to do it over and over again, make mistakes, and then have someone correcting our mistakes as we move through those mistakes. The reason why we think we can read and then do flawlessly is because all of us were raised in the school system where that's exactly how they do it. Mm -hmm. They teach us to read and perform on a test, for example. Uh, that is not how human beings learn. Robert Kiyosaki in his work makes a very good point where he tells someone, if you were to read 100 books about how to ride a bicycle, <laughs> would you be able <laughs> to then get on the bicycle and ride it flawlessly? No. All of us would fall on our face. None of us read a book about the bicycle. What we did is we got on the silly bicycle and we stumbled back and forth. <laughs> uh, if you were like me, for about six weeks with my dad holding on to the back mm -hmm. uh, before I finally got the hang of it. And that's exactly what real estate investing is. It's just like becoming a dentist or becoming a doctor or learning how to ride a bike or anything. You have to put yourself in an environment where you're surrounded by people that have experienced real estate investing that can gently correct your mistakes uh, as you make them. Uh, so from a strategy standpoint, one thing that any person listening right now can do in the next 90 days is find an experienced real estate investor and volunteer to work for them. Uh, be their gopher, be their helper. In exchange for helping them, they get your services uh, and you get to learn the business in an environment where your mistakes are corrected on a daily basis uh, from someone who's experienced and sitting next to you. And your skills are built in an environment uh, where no results are expected immediately. Mm -hmm. Anybody who does that will be a different person 90 days from now than when they started out. You just you just answered a question for me that has been bothering me for probably 15 years okay. based on an observation that I have had about uh, people getting into the real estate business. And that observation has been the more formal education they have, the harder it is for them to do this. The guy with the Ph.D. is going to have a much, much more difficult time mm -hmm. making a go of real estate than the guy who has a GED and has been, you know, kind of working with his hands his whole life. And I always kind of attributed that wow. to the, the difference between just, you know, the blue-collar guy who's going to get in and do it and the white-collar guy who's going to study it. But uh, your, your example of the bicycle was a really good one because... Uh, Having having been to college and so on, my reaction when you said that was, you know, I, I might not be able to actually get on the bicycle and do it the first time, but I would try based on having read the 20 books. I'd actually I'd actually get on that bike and I'd be disappointed with myself for right. <laughs> because I'm so smart. I should be able to figure it out. Right. That's uh, right. And that's, as you said, a result of the of the educational system and the idea that there is a course that will teach you uh, how, how to do this thing right. So um yes. 
that's uh that's 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 a very interesting perspective on the whole why does the guy with 16 years of college have a have a more difficult time pulling the trigger <laughs> than the guy who has a high school education or something like that Boy, so. is that a good point you're absolutely right because one person has been taught that if i learn enough i'll be able to do it flawlessly and obviously that is a false belief system the true belief system that works for everybody is we learn to do something flawlessly by actually doing it and making every mistake in the book mm-hmm. until we get to the point where we can do it and do it flawlessly. So we absolutely must jump in uh, with both feet and literally allow ourselves to make mistakes. The school system has taught us that making mistakes is bad. It's actually false. Making mistakes is good because it's the only way that we can learn. Now, the only thing bad about making mistakes is people that don't learn from their mistakes. Mm-hmm. So we have to jump in and make mistakes. I think it would be very interesting if when we graded our kids' tests in the school system, instead of there being a big red X next to every one that they got wrong, I think it'd be more interesting uh, to leave it blank next to the ones that they got wrong and put a big smiley face next to the ones that they got correct. Mm -hmm. Actually encourage us as human beings to make mistakes until we finally get it right. Mm -hmm. I think what a lot of people maybe don't fully understand about uh, real estate education and and you know of course the way the way we get our education in this business is not in the in the standard i go enroll in real estate school and there's a prescribed set of classes i'm going to get knowledge i'm going to get instead we kind of you know we go to our real estate associations we go to we go online we go to things that you know events that promoters are putting on we find a guru that we are attracted to both in the sense of whatever their strategy is and in the sense that we we like them and we see them as being people that we would want to do business with and that are ethical and so on. Uh, so we don't all go through the same education track no matter what. But um, the purpose of that sort of education is really not, as you say, so that you can go out and, and pull the trigger and do a real estate deal flawlessly. It is to show you where the big holes are so that you don't fall into them. So the, the, mis- the mistakes that you make are, are little ones. It's, oh, I, I wish I had said... Is that the best you can do instead of saying, uh, is that your bottom dollar? You know, little mistakes like that uh, are, are what you're left with. Nothing nothing that's going to get you in big trouble. Nothing that's going to be life-threatening. Uh, good real estate education, if, if it is being claimed to you that if all you got to do is buy my book and it's turnkey and it's done for you and blah, 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 run like the wind. Just just yeah. run away because that, <laughs> that does not exist, Okay. Uh, so, Justin, we got about one minute left. Can you give us one last piece of advice maybe for the brand new investor who's hearing about these systems for the first time and going, yeah, I need this? Absolutely. What I would say to the brand new person, Vina, is number one, to commit to this real estate process over the long term. Uh, a lot of people, for some reason, think that real estate investing is supposed to be a get-rich-quick, and if they don't get rich quick that they shouldn't be doing it at all. Uh, It's that mindset right there that prevents so many people from getting started. What a person needs to realize instead is that this is a long-term journey. Every person, every student of mine that was one of my interns uh, who committed to the process as a long-term process, five, seven, ten years, every single one of them succeeded. Uh, Every one of my mentorees that wanted it to happen quickly in 90 or 120 days, every single one of them failed. Mm. So the key to it, from my experience, is commit over the long haul, 
and then get involved and make one mistake after another and keep doing it because one day you will wake up and you'll be there. Thank you so much, Justin Ryan. Justin is the keynote speaker at tomorrow night's Cincinnati RIA meeting. It is open to the public. More information at CincinnatiRIA.com or at 859-292-RIA. We'll be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. Happy investing.